All right. Hello. Welcome. Um, my name is Aaron. I'm Angie. And we are a curious couple. Thank you so much for being here and listening. <laughs> We're excited to be doing this. It's something brand new to us, but yeah, we'll see where this goes. We're just thank you again, like you said, for being here and, and learning with us. And that's really what this whole podcast is is based around. Yeah, I think one of the things that uh, has been a key element of our relationship is just the theme of curiosity. We've had a lot of different lives that we've let lived, <laughs> lived, and <laughs> the ability to always be curious and to ask questions has really helped us out. Exactly. And for those who don't know, Aaron and I have been together for 10 years, so we've been able to be very curious as a couple for a long time. <laughs> we just wanted to share some of the things that have helped us grow, some of the questions that we've had, some of the experiences that we've gone through, and make a safe place for others to do the same. We want to talk to anybody and everybody about anything and everything, right? Exactly. Something I love about meeting people, just seeing them light up and be excited and passionate about the things that they love, and the things that they have learned and experienced, and the things that they want to share. It's so true. When you talk to somebody and you can just feel that energy about something they're passionate about, that's something that I'm really looking forward to. But uh, honestly, we might want to back up just a little bit. So Ange, why did we call this a curious couple? What is curiosity? Maybe we should define the word too, so that we're right. all talking about the same thing. Curiosity is the desire to learn, explore, and discover new things. It's what drives us to seek new experiences, challenge ourselves, and expand our horizons. If you're not able to ask the question, then the answers would never come. No. That's really the essence of what we wanted to do here. We just felt like it was a really fitting name for our show. Plus, I'm a slave for alliteration. <laughs> exactly. It's what chat GBT told us to do. Exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about how curiosity has led to passions or experiences in our lives. We've dabbled in all sorts of things, everything from music to marketing, from coding to cooking and astronomy to astrology. Alliteration. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we're both Geminis, so uh -huh. we're both all over the place. But with that, we've dabbled in a lot of different topics mm -hmm. and have loved learning. It's been, it's a passion of mine. I love reading. I love listening to different subjects and different topics and just expanding my mind as, as much as I can. It's led me to questions like, what's the nature of reality? What is God? Why are we here? Uh, what is consciousness? So like big, deep level questions. But then it's also little questions that you can throw into YouTube, like how do you unclog a sink? Or what is the best way to put up a window? <laughs> <laughs> or a picture frame. When you make ramen, do you put the, the flavor packet in before or after the noodles? Oh my goodness. <laughs> this will be a discussion. <laughs> Tell me some of the influences or role models you've had that have led you to curiosity. Anyone could be a role model like Leonardo da Vinci, Isaac Newton, Plato, Buddha. These people. Oh, Buddha. Are you kidding me? I mean, we'll talk for hours about Buddha <laughs> and Jesus. And I mean, I would, but we want to talk about everything. But. <laughs> <laughs> But it really, I think the examples, oh, I mean, an Einstein and Absolutely. Tesla, they questioned what was given as fact. And through that questioning, they were able to come to new insight, new understanding, new developments. I look up to that, the ability to discover and grow. What about you, Ange? I'm more into visual 
aspect of, of creativity and of curiosity as well. So I think of artists, that curiosity is what drives art and new forms of art. You've got all the different mediums of sketching, painting, writing, photography, sculpting, all these different mediums that were created through curiosity and through what would happen if I did this? Or how can I express this in a way that people can see it? Yeah. And that makes me super excited. Well, I mean, you're an artist yourself through and through. <laughs> you're always creating. And that didn't, just, didn't spring up out of nowhere, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, oh man, I used to, I used to draw all the time just on. She still does. I still draw on everything, on everything. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I used to draw on like little notepads at school or on desks or anything like that. I used to, I had a Pokemon book. What? <laughs> that had just like all 150 of the first Pokemon. And I would just flip through and I would just try and draw. My Tangulas were not great, but my Pikachus <laughs> were awesome. Hey, you know, to be fair, Tangula is a tough Pokemon. It was, it was tough. It's just like a rat's nest. As <laughs> you spew coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but she had my name in it. So she was like my favorite Pokemon for a while. I feel like every kid had that because mine was Aerodactyl because it was the closest right? that could get to Aaron. Yeah. Now there is an Aaron Pokemon. It's true, literally. He's like a little beetle. <laughs> We're not millennials. <laughs> I drew on everything. And I was just so curious on how these artists were able to, to come up with these fun characters. And I wanted to create my own. And so that kind of escalated and grew as I got older. Now a lot of my designs are very uh, feminine, bubbly, floral. That all just came from the curiosity of how can I express myself through art. I love that. Thank you. I think another thing for me growing up is I have a fantastic big sister. She's uh, okay. She's I'm just okay. kidding. I love you, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of the only people listening. So thanks. No, I, I love Cynthia. And she was a huge influence on me growing up. She was always curious about everything and just how everything worked. And I loved the way that her her mind worked, working through all these different concepts, like STEM-based yeah. Categories. But then she also was a huge influence in art for me. Like she and I, we we drew pictures together growing up. And then she she inspired me to paint walls. Like all accent walls are inspired by her because she was able to paint her orange bedroom black one day. And it was just blew my 13-year-old brain. I love that. It's awesome the things that really stick out to you when you're a child. These things that are seemingly little and, and trivial really can make a big impact. Absolutely. So one thing that I really want to point out is that curiosity, it's not only a personal trait, but it's also a collective force, I think would yeah. be the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. Because it's something that can shape us as individuals, but then it also can, it does shape our entire society. Separates man from the beast. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> curiosity really is what motivates people to like explore new lands. Uh, it's what had us explore space. Uh, it's what's led us to create new inventions. The Wright brothers asking, why can't we fly? But then it really shapes us as a society as well. We take those ideas that may have sparked by an individual and then we run with it as a society and make it 
unique and something that works for all of us on a collective level. Cultural changes, religious changes, philosophies, uh, all sorts of things. Like a few people that come to my mind are Charles Darwin, who Mm. developed the theory of evolution and natural selection, which is one of my favorite topics. Uh, But then I also think of William Shakespeare. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was asking questions that people weren't even thinking to ask in the face of kings and queens sometimes. I mean, most of the time, all the time, (laughs) (laughs) technically. And he really pushed what you can do with the English language. So I love that. What do you think, Ange? What are some people that have really inspired you? Ooh, I mean, I love all the ones that you talk about for sure. But again, I'm going to go back to my my artists and my my musicians. We have have Van Gogh, just beautiful, beautiful paintings, which really changed the world from, oh man, come on, art school, come on, art school. (laughs) (laughs) Changed the world from those realistic kind of more emotionally dry paintings into these beautiful dreamlike state, gorgeous mind-opening ideas. And then we have Beethoven, who we still play music today. We have our writers like Jane Austen, Pride and Prejudice, which is still a massive, beautiful story that people love to tell. And then yeah. we have Tolkien. We have J.R. Tolkien. Oh, we do love Tolkien. We do love Tolkien. Yeah. J.R.R. I always miss one of the R's. That's fine. It's it's an alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I especially, and again, I love J.R.R. Tolkien because not only did he create beautiful, heartwarming stories and characters, he created an entire world. Like, what if... Oh, an entire universe. Oh, exactly. What if I wrote this brand new language? Would people be dedicated enough to be invested in the story? And if, lo and behold, people are invested enough that they can speak the actual language yeah, that right. he created. <laughs> they, like, learn it and speak it fluently. <laughs> I am not one of those people, but it does happen. It does happen. But, I mean, it's... Curiosity isn't always, it's funny because you talk about explorers, inventors, and all these incredible beings. They're kind of the one in a million. What would you say about curiosity not always being the easiest way or the... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely hard to question the norms of society because it's really not always a smooth and pleasant journey. Like, no, it's the natural man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it can be difficult and risky and dangerous. Uh, It can lead to mistakes. You can encounter failures, face rejection. Uh, Sometimes it even causes us pain, frustration, and disappointment. This might sound silly, but we literally read Curious George tonight. We did. And he's always asking questions. Uh, we read it to our two little girls for a bedtime story, and it doesn't always work out well for him, but because he's open to it and he's asking the questions, he usually gets to <laughs> the end. We read his birthday surprise book tonight. But uh, really one of the biggest obstacles to curiosity is fear. Yeah. Just fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of the unfamiliar, fear of the unexpected. Fear, it, it makes us hesitate. Uh, It can make us doubt. It can make us avoid things. It gets us stuck in our comfort zone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, in our routines even. It can get us stuck in our assumptions. Fear really makes us miss out on many opportunities and experiences. So being too afraid to ask those questions. Sharing a little bit about myself, Angie and I both love to perform. 
And there was a time when I stopped performing. It was something I loved to do. And then I stopped for several years. And going back into it was terrifying because you go in with this old experience and then you feel completely new and fresh and you have no idea what's going to happen. No. And you've forgotten so much that you don't even realize you've forgotten. But a few years ago, Angie and I decided to audition for a show again. And it was probably one of the best decisions I think we ever made. It, yeah. We met so many like-minded people. We made so many friends. We really grew in our own creative journey and discovered new ideas, new concepts. It, it was wonderful. And I, I mean, I even got to play some very lovely roles, some of my dream roles. And so it really worked out for me. But But that fear was definitely there. And it was something that had we had listened to it, had we have just wanted to stay comfortable, that whole chunk of life could have been something that we missed out on. And I'm so grateful that that we didn't. Right. Because, I mean, you could have not auditioned for the show and you would have been probably content and fine, but you would have missed out on all these opportunities. Yeah. And I mean, and it's uncomfortable because you go in and you feel dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's such a public thing. You're doing it in front of all these people. And then you have all these insecurities, even when you're in the show and you've got the part and then the show opens and you're like, I'm garbage. <laughs> oh, no. So you're it's never garbage. I know. I know. But like you're fighting this all the time. It's, mm. it's a constant thing. It's not just like one choice, one decision. I've conquered fear. It's no. it's a constant thing. It's a daily choice to overcome it and pursue the unknown, hoping that there's something better down that road. No, for sure. It's the fear of vulnerability. Hello, Brene Brown. <laughs> <laughs> we love Brene. <laughs> no, because when you're vulnerable, you are open to getting hurt and you're getting the deepest, most delicate parts of you are out in the open. And I think that's the biggest fear within curiosity is will you be vulnerable enough to take that chance? I think a lot of us have faced backlash from criticism. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just I have experienced it with silly things like I have colored my hair every color under the sun. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I love it though. And I do too, but you get people who have strong opinions and sometimes one person's sour comment can make you doubt any chances that you've ever tried to take. I love what you're saying about vulnerability. It's terrifying, but the cool thing about it is when you truly are vulnerable and open up to that, I feel like that's what people truly resonate with mm. because those are the parts that are within all of us that that, Absolutely. that ultimate unifying connection is when we're vulnerable with each other. But you're right. It can be scary. Absolutely. That's why people get scared to commit to relationships, commit to jobs, commit to anything is because the opportunity that you could get hurt and expose the deepest parts of you. My mom is an immigrant from Argentina and she came here to go to school, not knowing any English, not having really any friends, anyone she really knew. She just kind of came here to grow and become the person of her dreams. And that's really inspiring to see. But there's a lot of backlash that can come from that mm. because I think it takes a lot of courage to leave home and then to come to a place where you have to figure everything out on your own. If you don't take chances to grow, then you're just going to stay in the same place. It's true. If you are scared and you don't ask the question, you're not going to get anywhere. 
Okay, so now it's time for philosophy moment with Aaron because philosophy here's my with big... Aaron. Okay, that's not a real thing. Um, <laughs> it is this now. Is literally episode one. So chill out. <laughs> so um, the question that I was thinking when we were setting this whole episode up together mm-hmm. is, why are we curious in the first place? Where does curiosity really stem from? Monkeys. <laughs> right? How does it affect our behavior and our emotions? These are the kinds of questions that I really like. One of the theories is that it really did come from natural selection, that there was a benefit for growing and putting ourselves in different situations. I mean, that's how fire was discovered was curiosity, how tools were discovered, how the wheel was discovered was there's got to be a better way. Well, survival, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's something that's inherent in our collective DNA as a species. Mm. We are propelled and motivated to move forward and to advance. I love talking about natural selection. I read a book recently, well, maybe about a year and a half ago. Recent by, for some people. <laughs> called uh, Why Buddhism is True by Robert Wright. I remember it clearly because it was a really profound book to me at the time, and it, it still is, but it really talks about natural selection. He explores the connection between the evolutionary psychology, neuroscience, and Buddhism. The main argument of the book, for those who haven't read it, is that natural selection has shaped our minds to make us who we are. And because of our modern world, uh, we suffer from that in, mm-hmm. in essence. And then because of the suffering, we're motivated to avoid failure. We're motivated to only seek success and to really avoid the failure at all costs. But if you look at it, failure to our ancestors was a lot more catastrophic because if they failed, it was typically a life or death situation. Right. 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 Whereas if we fail, it's, oh, I'm going to be embarrassed. It's an emotional... Yeah. Natural selection was true, but is no longer true Mm -hmm. in the same sense that it was. I remember him talking about our knee-jerk reaction to a false positive. So he talks about you're walking down a trail, you hear the bushes rattle, and your brain instantly goes, it's a snake. And nine times out of ten, it's not a snake. But But it was. Exactly. And that's why our brains are developed that way, is... The one time, it's better to be wrong the nine times and save your life the one time than to be oblivious to it. Because most of the time, it's a squirrel or a chipmunk or anything else that's completely harmless. It's a really interesting read because, like I said, it really talks about the fear of failure. It's almost artificial to us at this point. Right. Like you were saying, most of the time, if you decide to wear a funky outfit that day, it's not a life or death situation. Yeah, not anymore. No, if not anymore, it's more an emotional risk Mm -hmm. or even a psychological risk. Uh, 100%. But that's not to diminish how scary that can still be. Like one of the most common fears of people is public speaking. (laughs) Case in point. (laughs) Case in point. You're probably not going to die if you go up and you speak. However, being in front of that many people, being vulnerable, being seen, those are all deep-rooted fears that as human beings we've developed over the years of just growing and advancing. The fear is real, but it's more of a superficial level. So it's something that we can overcome. Right. We can be scared and ask the questions. We can be scared and pursue new ideas. Yes. Well, and I think that's so exciting because then we have so much opportunity to be curious because we aren't risking everything to explore new ideas and art forms and thought patterns and, and anything else that we are looking into. 
I love that 100%. It's a lot less of a risk. We live in a very different society. Absolutely, we do. And it helps us overcome being stagnant and continue to progress humankind and continue to progress what we hope to bring into the world. Because of the difference from how natural selection evolved, that took millions and millions, millions. And hundreds and thousands and millions of years for any substantial change to really take place. And our society and our world changes daily, it seems. Mm -hmm. At this point, it sounds like there's a very big disconnect then from our instincts that are programmed into us by natural selection and our reality that we're actually living. A couple things that I had wanted to ask you then is some of your curiosities that helped you adapt to different situations. Uh, right out of high school, I <laughs> seriously, right out of high school, I decided I was going to move to Florida. And then you started dating me after the decision, but before the move. But before the move. Yes. Promise ring. Anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> you could start that. <laughs> you were in the story. I promise. <laughs> Don't forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> no, so right after high school and after starting dating Aaron, I decided to move to Florida because it was something I had always wanted to do. However, I was barely 18, never lived away from home, never had a real job that was more than you know 10 hours a week. And I just, I did it because I was scared not to. It was that balance of What's the bigger fear for me? Okay. The fear of missing out on this opportunity of living in Florida and working in a place I've always wanted to be or stay here and continue doing the path that is comfortable and safe and what a lot of my friends are doing. I'm really glad I did it, even though dreams changed and things changed, but I grew as a person. I was able to live on my own. I learned how to make pasta. That was a big deal. <laughs> Still with unanswered ramen questions, though. <laughs> okay, they ramen will haunt questions. you forever. <laughs> <laughs> ramen questions versus pasta questions. Different kind of noodle. <laughs> but I did. I grew. I wasn't as naive as I was before. I'm grateful that I don't have to live with the fear of unknown versus the fear of, oh my goodness, I have to go and figure this out on my own. Yeah. I remember because we were talking a lot at that time while you were gone and it was a lot of changes. Yeah. They weren't all easy. No. And different culture and different ideas. And mm -hmm. you were constantly growing and stretching. And then you were meeting guests from all over the world. Because you were working at Disney World. You I was. just in Florida. You were at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there was also that aspect of learning to work for a massive corporate company. As much as I love the magic there, don't get me wrong. I it's won't. <laughs> <laughs> It was. It was completely challenging to come from little Utah girl into Florida with so many different cultures and so many different people and languages and jobs that I didn't even know I was going to be performing or how to do. But you did it. You killed it. I and did it, was, it. I loved it. I got to visit you out there and you found places you loved. Mm -hmm. I love hearing you talk about it. Your curiosity won out over the fear and it also won out over the complacency. Mm. Those are the two things that really hold us back from asking and being curious is fear and complacency. We've already discussed the fear, but the complacency is just being comfortable with your situation, comfortable yeah. in your setting, comfortable with your ideas, comfortable with any aspect of life. And so you fail to question it. One of the quotes I really like is, fear makes us close our minds and complacency makes us stop our minds. Ooh. Yeah, it just shuts us down. Fear and complacency, they make us miss out 
on richness and diversity of life. There are ways to overcome both. And I think your story illustrates one of those. The fear of coulda, shoulda, like, I don't want to miss out on that. So it, it did prompt you to it. One of the ways that we can overcome fear and complacency is just to develop a sense of awareness. Right. A sense of wonder, a sense of fascination, awareness. It means really to be mindful, to be present, mm. like living in the present moment. Eckhart Tolle is another one I will talk a lot about. Finding that now and living in it. When we're able to do that, then we see amazing things. We see beauty. We see complexity. We see mystery. The world is absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm. I have lived on this earth for decades now. And it was just, <laughs> and it was really just the last few years where sunsets just wrapped me up. I'm always just being caught up in the sunset now. I love finding that moment because in that wonder and in that beauty, you're able to be still. It really combats the fear and the complacency. It pulls you out of your mind, brings you into the moment. It does. Oh my goodness, especially sunsets, because if you look away even for a moment, it could be gone. It's the ultimate living of the now. They're so fleeting, but everything is fleeting. Mm -hmm. Everything, even this moment for us recording, for you listening, the moment is here and gone. The analogy of creating and simultaneously devouring. Mm. That's what we're looking for. When you find that moment, then you're able to be like, wait, why? And that pushes us past the fear and it can push us through the complacency. Another way I feel that we can really overcome the complacency is just to be foolish, right? Just ask the dumb questions. There's no dumb questions. I have heard it said you never ask something that you can just Google because then people will think you're dumb. But who cares? <laughs> who cares? Most people are so wrapped up in their own anxieties mm -hmm. and their own life that they're going to forget in two seconds. It'll be in and out. So just ask the question. One thing that we do as performers, I'll just talk for myself. I won't <laughs> rope you into this. But when I have no clue what I'm doing, I just go foolish, full on foolish. And most of the time in that foolishness, I find what I need to for the character. I would recommend just being foolish, asking the silly questions, looking silly. Everybody looks silly when they start Everybody out. Does. We're going to look back on this and we're going to look silly to <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> oh man, I don't remember who said this quote. You're never going to have your finished product on day one. You're going to have to work up to that. So why would you give up on day one? I love that. And as someone who struggles with perfectionism, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfectionism gets portrayed as everything must be perfect, but Black really, swan. right? But really, what it does is causes you to freeze mm -hmm. because you're not perfect. You just don't act because the fear of that rejection is so strong. So just embrace the foolishness. It'll help you find opportunities to learn new things. It's better to ask the foolish question. Like if somebody says a word that you don't understand, instead mm -hmm. of nodding, being like, yeah, you won't have any idea what someone's talking about. And then it just feels more and more foolish the longer right. time goes <laughs> that you haven't asked the question. <laughs> I totally agree. Oh my gosh. Asking questions is the best way to create curiosity yeah. and to keep growing within it. There are so many different ways to ask questions and to continue learning. You can read books, you can listen to podcasts. <laughs> now you can listen to lectures, YouTube, travel to new places, talk to people from their learned experiences. There's so many different ways to continue growing. And if you're not growing, you're stagnant. And that's something that we 
don't want to do. That's a big reason of why we would like to do this podcast is for ourselves. If no one listens to this, then at least we're asking questions. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh my goodness. I think another way to bring curiosity is to adopt that childlike nature. Like you said, there's no dumb questions to continue playing the fool. I love, and this is probably just me being a parent, but I love that our children can question everything and there is no shame. There is no feeling of being foolish. They are just genuinely, why does it work like that? Why is the sky blue? Why can't I touch that? Like, (laughs) why can't I lick this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why can't I drag a blanket through the mud? Oh my god! And then cuddle it. All oh night? my gosh! But in all seriousness, it is those fresh, innocent eyes being able to unashamedly ask the questions. And I hope that I am going to be able to be more like that. I strive to be that way. Children, they see the world so fresh. They do. They are so new to this reality and this experience that everything is exciting and vivid. The complacency comes in when it's, oh, yeah, been there, done that. Oh, I've mm. seen a hundred sunsets by now. Oh, I've, uh, I know what snow feels like. It's <laughs> right. But then I also really enjoy when they do find something that they love. Oh, man. It is that consistent joy. How many times do we watch the same Bluey episode, <laughs> but they still continue to dance and get excited when they hear the theme song because they were able to be curious enough to find something they enjoy, and then just the pure joy of enjoying it. That was a lot of joys. (laughs) Yeah, but it's true. They just brim with it. Mm -hmm. And you're right. They'll watch things to death. They'll listen to things to death. They'll say things to death. Yeah. We've uh, introduced Beyonce's mood forever to our two daughters, and it is now the constant theme in our house. But they love it. But you're right. They ask all the questions. It really makes me think of, and it's there's a million different reasons of why Christ said this, that you have to become like a child to enter that kingdom. And the childlike innocence, the childlike wonder, the childlike love and joy, that's what it is. We become so numb to it. Mm-hmm. And I hope that by asking the questions and staying curious about this life, yeah, it helps us achieve that. It does. Well, and like to go back to what you were saying about living in the now, living in the present, that's one of the greatest ways to remain curious is to just enjoy what's happening now and then to continue to grow and question so you can find more enjoyment. So you can basically just level yourself up and just live in a euphoric state of mind. That's my goal, just to be endlessly happy with the world that I get to live in now as our dogs bark. (laughs) We have neighbors. <laughs> we have neighbors. They have pets. <laughs> yeah, when we live in the present, we are resilient. We are open to receive new experiences, new challenges, new opportunities. I feel it's almost the formula of the more we are curious and question and grow, the happier we can become. Another word that makes me think of is the more we discover. Yeah. The deeper we discover. Because without the questions, there's no discovery. Mm-mm. There's just a Exit like <laughs> just exist. <laughs> the discovery is which I, you can do. We're not gonna. There's no haters here. But no, yeah, not even worried about it. But <laughs> well, I think we've covered everything in our outline. <laughs> so um, we've talked about what curiosity is, why it's important, how it's influenced both the personal and the collective that we are a part of, and then just some of the challenges and obstacles that 
can block that curiosity as well as some ways to overcome it. So I feel like we've really touched on everything we wanted to in this first episode. <laughs> this first run of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But really, thank you so much for joining us and for listening with us and being a part of this. We want this to be a collective. We want this to be an experience for all of us. Uh, so send us your questions. Uh, mm. I know Angie has set up an email for us. A curious couple podcasts at gmail.com. Boom. There it is. <laughs> so like send us some questions. We want to talk about it. We can dive into it, explore it. Send us any feedback too. We are learning and growing. And as you know, this is the first time we've done this. So if you are a podcasting expert or just somebody that's like, hey, you look silly. <laughs> or sound silly, depending yeah. on your But just remember, format. we embrace foolishness. <laughs> we do embrace foolishness. We also, if you have experiences or stories of just joy in your life that you want to share, please, we'd love to talk with you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so our next episode, I'm going to be interviewing my wonderful co-host and partner, Angela here. So we're going to dive a little bit into that. So join us. Uh, we're going to release another episode next week. So please come along. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to keep talking with you guys. And uh, I just, I feel a lot of gratitude and excitement. So again, thank you for your time and your support and your energy. Hopefully your feedback. You guys are the reason we want to be here. We want to grow with you. Thank you so much. Follow, subscribe, all of the podcasting things. We'll have those all in the show notes. Yeah, we will. <laughs> and then we wanted to leave one challenge for those who have made it to the end. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to give them the challenge, Ange? Yes. We want to challenge you to find something that sparks your curiosity and pursue it with passion and courage. It can be anything big or small, simple, complex, familiar, unfamiliar, just something that's going to challenge you for whatever it is. Just be curious, be brave, be happy. Life is to be enjoyed. I'd rather you enjoy the fear of, <laughs> of being able to conquer something rather than feel the disappointment of being complacent. Well, until next time, we'll see you then. Yep. Stay curious.